Welcome into the Vandy Sports Podcast on the 440 Sports Network. I'm your host, Billy Derrick, alongside Joey Dwyer. We're coming to you on a Sunday evening, December the 17th. Happy holidays and getting set for Christmas. Things are slowing down somewhat, Joey, but right right as I say that, we've got some some football news to get into. We've got a few portal pickups uh, for Vandy. Of course, there there won't be any basketball. This is going to be a football episode. Uh, today because there's a lot to get to we've got uh, a quarterback in town we've got an offensive coordinator as reported by Pete Thamel uh, in in town I mean I don't know if he's literally in town but I would guess both of them will be in town here shortly Uh, a few other pickups uh, to get into we got signing day on Wednesday so uh, a lot going on and uh, Joey we got a guest coming up as well that you booked so uh, give credit to you there Uh, tell everybody about, about this guest we got we got coming on a little bit later Yes, the publisher of the Utah Rivals site. Uh, I think that's a pretty fitting addition to the podcast today. Um, Nate Johnson committing to Vanderbilt out of the portal. Alex Markham uh, from the Utah Rivals site, their publisher, friend of Chris, will be on the show today. So we'll talk to him, but I think we start with Nate Johnson, Vanderbilt's newest quarterback addition, and probably a starter in 2024, a guy who can really run it. Said, uh, I think that's a guy who can really – fit what Tim Beck's trying to do with Vanderbilt off Vanderbilt's offense. And I think it adds a dimension to Vanderbilt's offense that I didn't necessarily have for a lot of the 2023 season and a dimension that kind of tried to force by putting Walter Taylor in the game against Ole Miss. And later on in the season, now it has that starting quarterback and it has a guy who can zip it a little bit, can make some intermediate throws, a guy who was an elite 11 guy as a high schooler. So there is some upside here. I don't know that it's fully tapped into yet and we'll see how much Vanderbilt can develop him, but Feels like an exciting addition that finally kind of embraces the offensive identity that I think we've been calling for Vanderbilt to have for a long time with a dual-start quarterback that can kind of make up for some deficiencies elsewhere on the offensive line and in terms of the receivers they have in the running game. Feels like him and Tim Beck kind of go hand-in-hand with Tim Beck wanting to have a mobile quarterback. We'll see if Johnson can become a dual-threat guy that can really help him, but the upside here is uh, something that I'm pretty excited about if I'm Vanderbilt. No doubt, and it's kind of an interesting story for Nate Johnson. He spent two years at at, uh, at Utah, played in four games as a freshman, and Utah had a, a revolving door at quarterback uh, last year. He played in seven games. He finished 39 of 72 for 499 yards and three touchdowns, no interceptions. He also had 235 rushing yards and four touchdowns on 59 carries, a lot of carries uh, mm-hmm. for, for a quarterback. Of course, he's joining a Vanderbilt team that went two and ten this year, zero and eight in the SEC. They lost Swan Seals, Walter Taylor. It looks like Taylor's going to go to, or it already is at Colorado. It looks like Swan might land at South Carolina. We'll we'll see where Ken Seals go goes. Obviously, Nate Johnson leaves a program that had a revolving door at quarterback, and he comes to a program that had a revolving door at quarterback last year. Uh, but I think the biggest thing here, Joey, is that he is the guy. I mean, I, I don't think if you're Nate Johnson, I, I don't know that you commit to Vanderbilt, you know, without believing in, in your mind, at least that, that you're the guy. And, um, you know, obviously in the NIL era, I would assume, you know, he, he'll be making some, some decent money, of course, as, as an, an elite athlete. I mean, he runs a, he ran a 10, three, 100 meter dash. I mean, that, that's faster than, than London Humphreys. We talked a lot about London Humphreys speed. Humphreys was a 10, six guy. Um, and Nate Johnson's a quarterback. And and I we talked on the phone here before we recorded and we were talking about Johnson. 
And I, I brought up the fact that, you know, Utah and their staff basically said, hey, you know, we don't see you as a quarterback. You know, you, you can play receiver for us, but, you know, we got Cam Rising coming back. We don't really see you as a quarterback. I'll be interested to see what uh, what our guest has to say about that, of course, too. But um, it's just interesting. I think he'll be hungry, Joe. He'll be he'll be ready to to prove himself after a year. Of course, not not he didn't he didn't set the world on fire with his numbers, uh, but I think he fits well in this this Tim Beck heavy run scheme, as you mentioned. Um, you know, it's kind of interesting looking back last year at what what Tim Beck and we'll get into Beck, of course, more, but. It's interesting to look at what Beck did last year with the with Diego Pavia. You know, this past season, Pavia is a you know guy. He's like five nine, you know, buck ninety. He's not the biggest guy, but he's athletic, um, and he can make the right throws within that scheme. I think that's what you're looking at if you're Vanderbilt with Nate Johnson. You know, and I know you you posted some of his highlights. That's elite speed, Joey, and and it's almost like I saw somebody tweet and bring up Mike Wright, Vanderbilt. Well, that's an interesting route to 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 bring in Mike Wright again, but. I think he he is a he's not a dynamic thrower, and I need to watch more film. I probably can't fairly evaluate him. But from what I've seen, he's not you know he's not inept throwing the football. He made some 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 decent throws of the throws I saw. Of course, we're gonna probably dive more into the film. But I think that's an interesting aspect, Joey. He's a I guess you could say he's a Mike Wright, but adds that that element of of throwing the football, moving the ball down the field. And and as I said, we'll get into more of his film, but. I just think it's an interesting fit uh, with with Beck and and obviously all, all we've heard from Beck so far we got to study more up on him but all we've heard some from Beck so far and about his scheme is that he likes to run his quarterback likes to run the football in general so I look at that Joe and I say that that's a good fit now again there's still so much to happen I think they still need a couple of receivers in here I know they picked up Fortenberry uh, commit there at tight end uh, I guess as a primary blocking you tight end you will get Cole Spence back next year healthy mm-hmm. uh cam johnson of course yeah. you got to get a couple of receivers you know you've got speed coming in with nate johnson now you got to build around him i'm hearing some good things about a couple of o-linemen uh, potentially coming into vanderbilt and so they got to build around him now joey right you've got feel like you've got your guy i mean am i wrong in that saying nate johnson's their, their guy yeah i think the utah staff wasn't really sold on nate johnson as a quarterback long term but I'll tell you who is sold on Nate Johnson as a quarterback long-term, Nate Johnson. And I think we've seen that publicly. We've seen that in pressers. I think you'd love to see that from him, just see the confidence that he has in himself. And it feels like that can may propel him to being a guy and taking a step forward. I felt like from the tune of things I heard, he became more and more comfortable as a passer throughout the season this year. What I look at is a peripheral number that I like, 72 pass attempts this year and no interceptions. And obviously there were some things that were done down for him there was a lot of screens and some play action where he was rolling out and didn't have as many reads but i think he can really push it down the field a little bit Um, i think he has a strong arm and i think there's obviously room to go there but there are some things that lead me to believe that he could be a guy who could be a foundational piece for vanderbilt at quarterback moving forward he has three years of eligibility so even if it doesn't fully click this year and even if he has a little trouble he has a few years where vanderbilt could maybe develop him and i think that's something that you look at and look at positively but really what I look at is just the fit and regardless of what people say about his throwing ability or whatever I think he could be kind of the guy that Tim Beck was hoping for when he got the job the guy who can run it I think he's a guy who can make people miss in the open field and I think he's a guy who can really execute what Vanderbilt wants to do and can kind of make up for deficiencies elsewhere like we mentioned earlier 
in terms of the offensive line, the running game, perhaps at receiver. So it feels like Vanderbilt can maybe take a step forward with him at quarterback just because of how good of a fit he is in Tim Beck's system. Feels like he can really run what Beck wants him to run. And I think we've talked about for a long time that it's a hard place to play quarterback. It's more and more difficult if you can't run it. I think that gives him a leg up. And uh, I think that is what Vanderbilt fans should be excited about is just the way that he's able to kind of add another dimension to this offense and uh, can mask some of those things. But like we said all along, you have to be able to compliment him in some way. And I think that's probably my biggest question with Vanderbilt right now is, can it complement it with better line play with a running game of any sort outside of him and with some receivers? So obviously, Joey, he's got speed, right? You know, we've seen a little bit of his throwing ability. That's probably the bigger, obviously the bigger question, but I think it's interesting. He, for Utah, he was, he was more of a change of pace guy, right? They kind of switched back and forth from Bryson Barnes and Nate Johnson when, when rising went out. So it'll be interesting. Obviously, Let's say he's the guy, right? Say he starts the season as the starter and Vanderbilt sort of builds around him and his skill set within that scheme. Okay, he's the guy. What kind of quarterback do you bring in? Are you bringing in another quarterback just like him you know, to back him up? Or do you bring in a quarterback to sort of complement him that has a, a strong arm and is more of a kind of a sit-in-the-pocket type guy? I think you, there's still some big decisions out there to be made by Vanderbilt. And, and But if they do bring in – a running quarterback right there behind Johnson. Okay, you've got a, a little bit of a younger guy right there to sort of develop maybe behind Johnson. I know you still got a couple of those freshmen coming in, Hilaire and Muschamp, Drew Dickey, of course, also on the roster. But that's going to be interesting about this, right? If in their mind, if they think Nate Johnson's the guy, say he goes down, do you have a guy right behind him that is similar to Nate Johnson as a mobile quarterback? And and can do the same things. That's you know there's still pieces in that quarterback room to uh, you know to kind of sort through. But you've got you've got that piece in Nate Johnson. And I think with where Vanderbilt's at, he is a high ceiling type guy uh, mm-hmm. right now. You know he's a guy that that can take you. I think from two wins to, I mean at, at least four. Right. I think you're maybe. I think you're. I think he is a guy that can go out and win you some games, especially against some of those non-conference teams whether it's uh, Virginia Tech at Georgia State. Uh, obviously, you know, they got some tougher non-conference games there and then maybe some of the lesser SEC teams. But that's what I look at, Joey. You know, and in this fit, in this scheme, it's so intriguing to, to, to think about maybe what he can do. The negative is that you're sort of putting all your chips. If, if he's the guy, again, we're, we're kind of speaking in terms of, of if he's the guy and that he is the guy you're putting all your chips basically in his basket, right? Say he goes down. Um, where do you go? You know, is there sort of a, this season's over type of feel? I know we're still so far away. You probably shouldn't be talking like this, but you got to build around him, right? You got to bring in a couple of more offensive linemen. I think you got to bring in some, some speed guys to compliment him at receiver or else, you know, th- this won't work. We've seen that before, Joey, in, in all levels of football where, you okay, you've got a great running quarterback, but you don't have enough around him. And I know you, did, you didn't cover that football season technically, but, you know, you, you, you saw what, what Mike Wright did um, and, and, you you know, you saw him take Vanderbilt to five wins along with a running back in Ray Davis. I think Vanderbilt looked back at this year and said, nope, scrap it. That is our, 
year two for us is our that's our formula and it, it, it has to be our formula you have to have a running quarterback that gives you a chance to win and I think that's an interesting decision I think the staff basically said look that's our chance right now and it's sort of do or die type mode so yeah. um it's it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be really interesting and we're gonna have a a guest on uh I keep forgetting his name, Joey. What's his name? <laughs> Come on, Billy. Um, let me pull up Utah Rivals again so I can fully give him credit. <laughs> Ute Nations, Ad- Alex Markham. Uh, Alex Markham. Pretty much every sport for Ute Nation, which is the Rivals uh, Utah site. Friend of Chris, friend of the program as well. I want to go back to that conversation you had about the quarterbacks. I'm interested to see if they do pick someone else up. I think Johnson's their guy. Based on what everything I've seen from the Vandy staff on Twitter, it seems like they believe in him as a quarterback and they believe in him as the quarterback. And I think if you're the Vanderbilt staff and you've seen, like you said, with Mike Wright and with Ray Davis and kind of a run-heavy offense out of the backfield, it feels like that's the blueprint they're trying to replicate. And Johnson's a guy who's really gifted and I do think has some ability as a passer and has enough ability to lead Vanderbilt at times. He was an Elite 11 guy, like I mentioned. Want to read out the rival's eval of him at Elite 11. It said, quietly, one of the more impressive passers of the week was Johnson, who was on the money during the accuracy challenge in turn field, with his ability to make accurate throws on the move and also challenge downfield. Mobility is a key element in Johnson's game, and it's an added dimension that makes him such an intriguing fit at Utah. He has a really good arm and the ability to be a dangerous dual-threat option in the Pac-12. It feels like there is arm talent there, and a lot of it, Billy. I don't think he would be an elite 11 guy. I don't think he would be a guy that Michigan was looking at on a high school if he didn't have that arm talent. I don't think he would have stuck around at Utah and started games last year if the arm talent wasn't there. And I think Vanderbilt certainly sees something there. I think Vanderbilt really likes him and likes what they have. I would think that he would be the guy. Vanderbilt already has four scholarship quarterbacks that had four last year. Um, I think there's a lot of different skill sets in that quarterback room, which is pretty appealing to me, but I think Johnson's the guy who I look at and say, that's your day one starter. And that's the guy you're going to live and die by. And if I'm Vanderbilt, I don't know that I necessarily hate that. I think Johnson's a guy who kind of a breath of fresh air for them. And with Tim Beck, especially, I think you're in a really good spot just in terms of your game plan and kind of what you can accomplish with him at quarterback. I think with Joey Lynch, it would have been a little bit different because I think he wanted a little bit of a different offensive look, but now I think Vanderbilt really has, really has something to work with here in the quarterback room. And I'm excited if I'm a Vanderbilt fan about Johnson. It's just, can they compliment him with other pieces around and can they kind of bolster him and make things easier on him? AJ Swan was a heck of a quarterback, at least we thought, uh, but Vanderbilt couldn't surround him. And that really hindered him and made him look probably worse than he actually is. Yeah. I mean, I, Joey, this is a game changing type get, I mean, from, from right away from from game one in Nashville against Virginia Tech, considering he starts, you know, you're, you're going to see a, a difference maker out there. And there's a lot of excitement around the coaching staff on Twitter. You've seen players uh, tweet about this. Gunnar Hansen, who I would guess would be his his left tackle. Um, you know, so a lot of the players, I think Jeffrey Hugo uh, knew him. I, I don't know if it was from high school ball or what, but he said, you know, uh, said something about the fact that they, they're them getting back together. So I, I think it's interesting because you look at him as a guy that that creates some buzz and excitement, uh, mm-hmm. you know, around the program and, and can kind of 
I'm interested to see his leadership qualities too, right? You know, if he can really galvanize this locker room and this team, that is exactly what, what Vanderbilt needs. So like we said, there, there are positives and negatives, both, both sides, right? You've seen his, his electric running ability, but you know, he, he, it's going to be all in his hands pretty much, right? You're putting all the chips uh, in, in, in the middle of the table there for Nate Johnson and speaking of Nate Johnson, we're going to bring in an, uh, a Nate Johnson expert, Alex Markham, who covers Utah from uh, the Utah Rivals site. Alex, what's going on? What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me on. How you guys doing? Sure thing. Good. Appreciate it. Um, I know it's late here, but uh, we had to get you on to get your perspective on Mr. Nate Johnson, the uh, Utah former Utah quarterback, now announcing his commitment to Vanderbilt. And I want to start, and Joey and I will kind of fire things at you here, rapid fire, but uh, I want to start just from your experience. He's been there for two years. What are the what are the big positives you look at when, when, when you watch him play? And then maybe what are some of the negatives when you look at uh, a guy like a Nate Johnson, when you look at maybe even his ceiling in, in the SEC? I'm going to give you guys one positive, but it's also a big positive, okay? So – Nate Johnson is somebody that at any given time can take can take a play 80 yards to the house. It's as simple as that, okay? Now, there's a few things to it, and, you know, I, I don't want to just, un, you know, just empty out, you know, everything that I know and that I've seen because I know that you guys are going to have questions to it. But, um, you know, he's fast, but he's straight line fast, okay? Um, there's been times where, yeah, I mean, he's made some good moves, but there were some times this year that, you know, you question the football fast portion of it, right? But as soon as he hits the corner, as soon as there's a gap, he's he can, he's gone, right? Um, you know, with um, so that's that's the positive, right? Um, the negatives. Um, I like Nate. Great dude, great dude. You say former Utah quarterback. Even if he stayed at Utah, he was former Utah quarterback. He wasn't going to be a quarterback next year. That's why he – that's one of the biggest reasons overall that he went in the portal. And then, granted, he he wanted an opportunity. He wanted a shot. Um, you know, I'll, I'll let you guys decide your opinion on if, if you guys feel like Utah's quarterback coach – is up to snuff with developing guys because you know he came from Vanderbilt, Andy Ludwig. Um, but yeah, I mean, he just he, he wasn't going to be a quarterback next year. I mean that that was that was the big thing. And there's you know I could break down numerous reasons why it just wasn't going to work for him. Um, hopefully he can tap into something at Vanderbilt because, like I said, great kid, a lot of potential. Um, it just wasn't, it just wasn't going to happen for a quarterback at Utah. For sure. You mentioned just kind of the overall talent and the ceiling there. What do you see that leads you to believe that he could be a guy moving forward that could be a starter at Vanderbilt? Vanderbilt obviously seems to believe in him. You see the whole staff tonight basically tweeting out that this is their guy. What do you think they see in him just in terms of ability and the ceiling that he does have? It's a good question because, I mean, you said – what do I see in him being a starter? You didn't say starting quarterback. I I see him starting at Vanderbilt at one point. Um, I just – I think it's going to take a position switch. Um, you know, he I, – I, I'll say this. At, at Utah, 
I don't think that he got enough of an opportunity to throw the football, but at the same time, too, he wasn't – he didn't give the staff enough confidence in being able to trust him with constantly throwing the football, okay? Um, if you guys go – like, if you guys were to talk to Adam Gorney, for instance, with Rebels, um, you know, covering the national beat and everything, he saw him a lot being out in California. Um, you know, he constantly viewed him – I kept fighting and battling, like, hey, throw him in as a QB and, and dude, he's a four star, you know, because of his elite 11 results that he had. And he just says like, look, man, he's like, no, he's like, he's a great athlete. He's like, I don't see him as quarterback though. He's like, our national staff doesn't see him as a quarterback though. Utah staff does not see him as a quarterback. So maybe there's something there that the Vanderbilt um, sees that they can tap into, Um, you know, their schemes a hell of a lot better than me. Um, so again, I, I want Nate to be successful, um, you know, but I just, yeah, I, I, I don't know. You said, uh, you said, you know, him well, and, and I kind of saw some of his interviews and, and tried to get a little bit of a feel for his personality. Seems like a Vanderbilt type kid, right? Uh, seems to be well-educated, you know, uh, kind of a, a smooth talker there has a lot of confidence, um, what what do you I mean I don't know if you can really gauge this but how do you see him as a leader as a guy that 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 can lead an offense and and kind of because Vanderbilt's kind of in that spot they went they're coming off a two and ten year zero and eight in the SEC I think they need we were just talking they need a little bit of a, a, a you know fire yeah. fire lit up under them so what what I mean do you see him as as a guy that can come in and be that leader there's there's a there's a few things to it okay so and. I'm not trying to rain on the parade. I I have always done this. I've I've done this stuff for over a decade, being brutally honest, but also positive where I can be positive, right? Um, You know, and I I like to consider myself a positive realist, basically. Um, You know, Nate, you could see growth in the offseason where, you know, he was starting to command the guys a lot better after practice, you know, just how he was being with them and joking with them, but also, you know, pumping them up and stuff like that. Um, Nate, when he gets going and that swagger gets going, it's huge. It's contagious. Okay. But there's one big problem that quite honestly, like I didn't even really talk about a lot to you fans and stuff like that. Um, because I, I just left it alone at the time, but with, with you guys asking that question, um, during the UCLA game, uh, you know, Utah just hung on by the skin of their teeth it was an awful awful offensive game just brutal and uh you know ucla had a good defense but utah's was that much better um utah won a defensive slugfest throughout throughout that game nate was sitting over there tell me if you guys want your quarterback saying this okay he's sitting over there on the bench and the other guys on the team are having to talk him up because he's literally sitting there saying I've lost this game for us. I'm losing this game for us. We're going to lose because of me. Okay. That is so night and day different from somebody like, you know, Cam Rising at Utah is, is a rare and different breed, right? Like he's not all sunshine and rainbows, but he just has this knack of like, even in the worst situations, everybody has the utmost confidence that, hey, guess what? You know, we're going to pull this off. Or if we don't pull this off, we're going to give it a damn hell of a try. You know, because we got this guy leading us and there's not a team that we can't beat with this guy leading us. Right. 
And then you've got Nate over there sitting there on the bench having to be talked up by everybody else. Granted, you know, it was his first year really getting full quarterback reps in college. But when that's there, that's tough to break, too. You know, it's psychology is a it's it's a crazy, it's a crazy and weird thing, you know. But that is one thing I will say that Vanderbilt staff will have to work on with him when it comes to those moments, you know. Um, because look, I I love the Pac 12. SEC is a whole different damn breed. And the <laughs> success is going to be a hell of a lot more difficult in, in the SEC. So if he if he gets it, good for him, you know, and and, and I'm so happy for him. I'm rooting for him, right? Um, you know, I, I would love to see what the staff can do and turn him into. Um, one other thing, you know, before you guys ask me anything else, um, you know, kind of kicking back into you heard his interviews, okay? Um, did you listen to the one that he did on – um espn 700 where he was wait no i i apologize it was um utah's um um the zone channel um with ksl um, i did not okay so he had a he had a weekly show on that he was doing for most for most of the season with those guys well he ends up coming back after um making his decision he was talking about it and um you know he was like you know i'm not a quitter i'm not this i'm not that and then literally with like not long later, he starts talking about, you know, why he didn't um, show up to practice that following week. Right. Um, after his mind was pretty much made up, but he wasn't in the portal yet because there were still plenty of guys whose minds were made up, but not in the portal, you know? And so it was just, it was, it was weird. Right. Because it's like, I'm not a quitter, you know, I, I I don't think Nate fully is, right? But then the answer that he gave after that is, Nate, man, you know, come on, buddy. <laughs> you know? So, again, like like I said the whole time, like, I'm a positive realist. This is why I'm telling you guys these things this way. Again, I hope Vanderbilt has ways to be able to tap into his talent because it's there. It just wasn't going to be a quarterback at Utah. Looking at when Johnson did get in the game, there's a few games where he attempted over 20 passes. What did the offense look like in those games? Was it a lot of screens? Was it mostly quarterback runs? Did he? How often did they let him throw it down the field? You mentioned this a little bit earlier, but could you yeah. kind of take us through what it looked like when he was in the game? It was short and short, and short quick, intermediate. Um, sorry, short and and uh, intermediate passes that were that were quick passes. Um, he, he never. I think he might have tried to throw it deep once that I can recall, and it, it didn't do anything. Um, you know, he was able to have that success against Baylor, which he won the game for him against Baylor, him and, him and Utah's defense. But um, it was because it was such a different look that Baylor was having so much success against the other quarterback. He comes in, goes in that up-tempo, and, uh, and catches Baylor on their hills. They couldn't do a thing about it. Um, if Vanderbilt runs more of a more of a up tempo system, that's going to play better into Nate's hands. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it it's it, they'll for them to be successful, it needs to it needs to be the quick passes that doesn't get him processing processing through everything and uh, and going from there. Because a lot of times too, like if that first one wasn't there, he was he was running, you know, um, and. You know, there there were there were pauses with it. But again, like I said, like um there were plenty of times this year that you know he he was fast but didn't show the the football speed 
or the, you know, the, the agility, I guess, as opposed to if he hits the corner or he has a seam, he, he's gone, right? He's, he's 25 yards downfield. He's 80. He's, he's, he's a touchdown, right? So those are that, that is the one thing to get excited for, you know, but does Vandy have the line to do that? So and that's, that's another question, Alex, I got one more here for you. Um, as a quarterback at Vanderbilt, what for what is the path for success? If you were to kind of say, okay, this is what it looks like. What, this is what success for Nate Johnson looks like at Vanderbilt as a quarterback. I know that might be a tough answer. You said he's probably a better better fit, at least at Utah as a receiver. But at Vanderbilt as a quarterback, what what could success look like for him? I know you talked to, talked about it there in the scheme, but mm. what could some you know some semblance of success look like for him from your experience watching him? Ooh, that's a tough one, man. Because, I mean, like I said, like I want to be positive for you guys, and there are a lot of good things, right? And at the same time, too, I, I don't, I don't know Vanderbilt well enough. I mean, I, I talk to your guy Chris all the time. I, I love that dude, by the way. So be, <laughs> be good to him because he's he's uh, one of my absolute favorites within the Ravels Network, and just one of my favorites. Just to uh, you know, we we don't talk enough anymore, but you know, just getting those random texts, random calls from him, just checking in on each other. He's such a good dude, such a good dude. Yeah. He actually, I was actually going back and forth with him a couple of years ago. Um, you know, when Utah, Utah had back-to-back years of, of guys dying from um, gunshot wounds and knowing that Vanderbilt had kind of gone through some stuff too um, with their baseball program. Right. Um, you know, I was like, dude, how do I cover this? You know, like, I'm like, I'm numb. Like, I, I can't write. Like, it, it was difficult, you know. And so talking to him, talking to him, him helping me, you know, coaching me through those things. I, I love that dude. Um, so I, I know I kind of went off track on there, but I, I apologize. But, um, yeah, I mean, semblance of success for Nate at Vanderbilt. I mean, you know, in the SEC, I know that you guys have a difficult time in the SEC, you know. Um I mean, God, if Nate can lead you guys to two six and five seasons and, you know, have the offense just well balanced enough from the run and, and the pass aspect, you know, that's that's a big thing. But you guys are unless some epiphany happens and you guys have this like crazy quarterback guru on staff, um, you know, you're not going to get the same results as like. Jaden Daniels jumping from the Pac-12 to the to the SEC, and I mean Jaden was already a, a hell of a passer too, you know. So, yeah, I I will I want to give you guys a whole bunch of positive. I do trust me, trust me, and I'm not trying to let your fans down. Um, he's a great kid. Everybody's gonna love him. The swagger when he makes a big play, the swagger just it's it's contagious. Everybody feeds off it, right? Um, there were times his freshman year that every time he went into the game, everybody was like, oh, God, here comes a touchdown. You know, it was, it was just one of those. And it, magic didn't happen as much this year, you know, and a lot of it is just because, you know, when, when you get more reps, it just kind of kind of happens that way, right? You can't have those big boom plays constantly. The revolving um, door. Yeah. So th- th- you, you mentioned revolving door right there. That's one thing where – both him and the other quarterback, um, they kind of struggled with that earlier in the year because they were they were rotating them quite a bit. Um, when when Nate ended up 
um, becoming the, the starter. That's kind of when they did away with it. Um, but then when he lost the role, um, they still pretty much did away with it, you know? And so, um, and so it worked the other way around. Um, so that's, that could be something just to pay attention to that. Like if he's given a longer leash, um, maybe, maybe the psychological part of it where he start where he's doubting himself, maybe, maybe that's not there as much. Um, yeah, man. I mean, Hey, great guy. Um, wouldn't surprise me if he was a average SEC quarterback at, at one point. It's not going to happen next year. Um, but I would wager the fact that just because the mental side of things that I talk about, him not developing as a passer, um, you know, it's like you mentioned those. It's like you can't even call that a dual threat, right? Um, you know, just with those things. I would say that um, if he finishes at Vanderbilt, it's not going to be a quarterback. Yeah. Hey, it'll be interesting. It, it'll be interesting to see, you know, if he can take what he did at, at Utah and, and bring some of that over. But I'm glad we have somebody that that's honest. I mean, I, I was telling Joey before, you know, if we have some some guy that's just coming on and gaslighting Nate Johnson mm-hmm. and, and telling Vandy fans he's going to bring Vanderbilt a, a playoff berth, you know, You'd be hammered by the end of the season. You know, you'd be getting crushed by fans by the end of the season. Realistic expectations. I mean, that's that's what I'm giving you guys. And, I mean, look, I I told you guys that one thing about the UCLA game that I I honestly don't recall even telling you fans because, I, you know, it's – you don't want to put those things out there. And so it's like almost hesitated even bringing it up to you guys. But it's it's a real thing. You know, you you want your quarterbacks to be as unflappable – is possible because that's what everybody feeds off of. You know, the, the second that I heard about that in that game, that that right there just told me I was like, his long-term future quarterback's just not there. You know, we'll see. We'll see. Alex, appreciate it, man. Uh thanks, thanks for guys. hopping on with us. And uh go give Alex uh, a follow over there at the uh, the Utah Rut. What do you guys is it what's what do you what do you guys call is that the Ute Ute Nation or yeah it's the it's Ute Nation. Is uh, is what it is, but yeah, just follow me at A Markham Rivals, and um, yeah, I I'm always up for friendly banner. I I love it, you know, and I I just feed off it, you know. I don't I don't like just sticking to the sticking to the Ute crowd, even though I even though I love those guys, but uh, I I just love good uh, good football talk. Love it. Thank thanks for hopping on, Alex. Absolutely. Hey, thank you guys for having me. Merry Christmas, and uh, I know. Hey, again, I I'd, I'd love to talk to you guys. Maybe when uh, when he's doing well and hitting a hot streak and uh you know we can laugh about some of the things i was bringing up right but uh it's realistic expectations realistic expectations that's that's what i would just tell people just based off of the things that i that i gave you guys appreciate the honesty that's joey dwyer that's alex markham uh, from the utah site hopping on with us thanks for tuning in to another episode of the vandy sports podcast thanks guys thanks alex appreciate it man no problem